Welcome to another episode of Biocoastal. This is Bianca. I'm Gerard. And on this episode, we have another special guest. Pew, 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 pew. Exactly. Um, I don't really know much about her. I'm not really sure she's anything a, about her, she's really. She's a stranger. Yeah. So I'm just here, just going with the flow. Um, but on this episode, we'll be talking about anxiety partnered with depression. And Belissa is going to be our special guest. Melissa, would you like to introduce yourself? And then maybe tell us about your week. That's what we like to do, five minutes of catch-up. Okay. Hey, guys. I'm Alyssa. Hi. <laughs> um, Jordan and I have been best friends for like 10 years, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a speech therapist. I'm 25. That's about it. How's that going? It's interesting right now. I'm like working way less hours, but doing it via like zoom but i think things will probably start getting back to normal soon hunter is doing better with l's just to let you know but S's- I, was, I, was, I was wondering if he was still wanting to say them the regular way he does i'm no he is starting to catch himself because i am making sure to at least correct him here and there he hears he it says, yeah he says the word look i look. think 250 times a day because he always wants us to look at what he's so, doing yeah so I always correct him but now he's like <laughs> either way it's fine but his s's um we're still having it's really hard and I think because you said about his tooth missing yeah um, a later developing sound yeah so he's he tries but it I can tell he gets more frustrated with s's than l's I I could. I saw that. So I don't. Yeah, I don't like. To, oh, yeah, you did. You're like <laughs> retreat, retreat. I'm, I'm pretty sure Hunter didn't want to be my friend after our S session. <laughs> like he hasn't even asked about you not wanting to video with him. He's like, so oh, well, I'm gone. That was yesterday. I already passed her class. I'm that was fine. my. That was my old life. I'm on to my new life. <laughs> Look. <laughs> At least we got L's down. That's good. Yeah, he is doing better though. But yeah, I I do S's every once in a while. But then I don't do them as much because like I said he'll he's um it's frustrating yeah for him it's like I can tell he's trying but it's not working so I just back off yeah that's I'm like anyway Minecraft and he's like yeah you're right look Gerard week how are you doing how's it going did absolutely nothing this past week nothing wow just a, just a stupid game. Just, like, I have no news aside from that stupid game. Oh, Francisco and I, we played this, like, uh, Zoom game with our friends. And you you all see the same screen, but you interact with the game with your phone. So, like, you have to type in, you go to the website for the whatever the game is, and you type I'm in. Here, though? Yeah, you, like, uh, I think we did it through Facebook Messenger, but the you type in like the code to the room you get into the room and then you guys all see the same thing on your computer screens so like that'd be a fun thing for like us to do maybe when we're with nathan we could do it with you and zach it's like all through your phone and through a computer screen so just me because you know zach's already he hasn't even heard the suggestion he's not about it (laughs) so can i be bianca's partner yeah, yeah like, it, it's really fun. Yeah. Like one, one of the games is you guys all you have like fifty seconds to draw as many t-shirt designs as possible, and it's like it's stupid like simple. Pink, halter it's, top. It, it just shows like a t-shirt, and you just like draw a design, and then oh, like the next fifty there. seconds, you have 
uh, you have 50 seconds to make up as many phrases as you can. And then at the end, everyone gets like a random amount of phrases and uh, designs. And then you have to combine them, which everyone's they give you to make a funny saying. And then you like decide whose is the funniest. That sounds fun. So like the winner last time was um, someone put I am the chosen one as the saying. And then the drawing was like someone drew a butt like spreading its cheeks and showing the <laughs> butthole. <laughs> That one's pretty fun. And then the other one's like a trivia and it's like uh, kind of like voodoo doll. So if you get the answer wrong, then you die. And then at the very end, whoever's the last surviving one, you can answer questions to steal their spot and make it out of like the place alive without getting killed. It's a really fun game. So you play on your phone, but you can see on the screen. Yeah, you just type in like the room code to whatever the game is. It's crazy. It was really fun. If I get to play, I promise I won't get the regular psycho amount during game time no i need you to be psycho because and gerard knows i don't fucking lose i don't like to lose dictionary and what's good is that there's no team it's literally just you by yourself um but gerard i'm kind of offended you didn't mention our game night oh my god Alyssa and i I played one-on-one charades (laughs) 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 one-on-one charades and then like a week or two before that we were so ugly we played hangman over zoom what else did we do we Mash did rap. yeah we did that and then we also did like these Are you gonna embarrass act, us acting fucking monologues like like it's, we're it's, improv it's, students yeah, or something. Improv. <laughs> like give this each other a zoom yeah give each other a prompt yeah so like i told us so, like oh like i work at target and you're trying to make a return and i'm not letting you make a return because you wore it and then we literally went on for like 10 minutes through that scenario <laughs> and and would play out. this is not normal behavior we're doing the, we're on well the uh, the ending result was Alyssa stayed after my <laughs> Alyssa stayed after my shift working at target to flash my tire <laughs> And he's like, how do you know which car is mine? Yeah, I was like, Miss, how do you know which car is mine? And she's like, uh, duh, you're the last one to leave, so it's the only car in the parking lot. <laughs> because you closed the store. I need to find it. You should, we should play it when you get there. Yeah, so. it's really fun. And you don't need to do anything aside just to go to the website, and that's all you have to do since we have the games on Francisco's computer. Um, this week, yesterday, I sold my red car. That's been- and by that, I mean, I gave it to junk for cash. Because so- it was like beyond repair. Well, the problem was too much. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's such a shitty situation because that car is very worth at least $3,000 minimum, if not more. Well, much more, I'd imagine. Cause we bought it for nine and but we'd be putting in $5,000 worth of work. So if you have to, <clears throat> so the hybrid battery is going, the battery was dead, the front axle is broken, the AC is 100% broken, there's a tail light that's busted, one of the visors fell off. So it's kind of like, <clears throat> it's not worth shit in this condition. So it is actually considered junk. So I didn't tell Zach, but I just called up a junk for clash place that was in Lilburn. And I said, hey, I have a 2009 Toyota Camry. Um, you know, this is a, a, B, and C. If you can pick it up, you know, what would you give me for it? And he's like, between five and 600. And I was like, honestly, that's probably what we'd get if we were to sell it to somebody else. And if you sell for parts, you have to take the parts out of the car. We're never going to do that, right? So we could get money for selling it for parts, but 
we wouldn't do that. So within an hour, he came and he picked it up. He had to jump start the car so I could unlock the car to get my shit. And then that was it. He gave me $600 and I was like, peace the fuck out. You said your goodbyes. And what sucks though is like that car was so nice. Like by looking at it, you would not think that all those problems were wrong with it just because it doesn't even look like it's a 2009. It looks still brand new. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Yeah, he questioned me. He's like, so what's wrong with it? So I gave him the paper and he's like, and you don't want to keep it and fix it? And I said, that right there is a new car. I said, we paid nine for it. It was already paid off. We're not going to put in more than half of the cost to fix it for what it's worth. It doesn't make sense to... But he kept saying, like, it's a beautiful car. You took such good care of it. He's like, I can't believe this. He's like, I'm so sorry it didn't work out. I'm like, like is he going to keep it and fix it? He sounds like he really loves it. <laughs> he, said, he was like, he did ask me, like, could, he's like, so is it, is the hybrid battery or like fixable? And I was like, yeah, you could probably find it for cheaper. But, uh, you know, a standard battery is about four grand to replace for hybrid. So if you sure. can use it. I said, go ahead. But I told him all the tires are under a year old. I said, you have a brand new Sarah system that I'm really sad to let you have. So, but I showed Zach the picture when it was going away. And he's like, what the fuck did you do? And I was like, other than get rid of this shit, nothing. <laughs> yeah, because really it was just sitting in your driveway. You guys, it's not like you guys were going to put money towards it. So it's like either it continues to sit here and like collect dust or pollen outside or we get rid of it and at least make some money off of it yeah nobody was gonna buy it for like a thousand no one would buy it for a thousand dollars more than that honestly i I think 600 600 is an average for a working car that you can drive that shit this car you can't drive but it's like the reverse so i'm happy with it it's out of the way we have money that we didn't have and I just spent it all in new clothes. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I housed it again. I'm like, don't touch this. <laughs> um, other than that, I'm doing really good with working out. I'm pushing myself even more to work out even more. Like I told you, I'm going to be working out or doing cardio six days a week. And I'm not going to not do it. And if I, I don't do it, I'm not going to say that I didn't. I'm just going to tell you guys I did it. <laughs> like the willpower. <clears throat> I'm just trying, and Zach already lost, um, like, I think seven or eight pounds. Is he working out also? No, but he's eating a lot better. He's not snacking or doing anything extra like he used to. So he can fit into his old Levi's that he hasn't been able to fit in for, like, four years. It's so annoying. If Zach puts in any effort, it shows results right away, and it's so annoying. No, if he says, I want to lose weight weight will fall off of him yeah. just by him saying that i fucking hate it he's like gotta be nice to lose three pounds and then he weighs himself and he's like wow two and a half pounds that's crazy i'm like yeah i was like i just starved myself for four days did three lines of coke and i <laughs> half a pound <laughs> snorted my natural pre-workout <laughs> my non-jitter pre-workout <laughs> pre-workout like i'm fucking revved up and nothing's happening but other than that nothing is here either um so yeah that's it guys boring life still um, corona are you guys opening on friday i know Alyssa's state is no our, our quarantine got extended until july or august uh, they pushed it gerard just come home i already told him that i told him that Bitch, a long come time the fuck home it's not up to me it's up to that man over there leave him in I told him that when this first started, before it got yeah. super, well, it was mid-serious, but before we had any traveling restrictions, I said, get the fuck out of Dodge and go to your 
parents' house because at least you'll have like more space there and space and like you'll have your parents and like you said you guys could go i mean you guys could go over there's yeah. people there that are starting to like flip flop right. you don't want to come home and paddleboard with me i'm a paddleboarder now i don't know i am going to see my brother on like next week so we'll that's see how good that but i guess should we get into it yeah we can start now that's not bad five six no. minutes but there's three of us so this episode, like I mentioned before, is about anxiety, depression. Um, obviously, this is a very serious topic. It's a very widespread topic. And it's a topic that I feel that even to this day is not accepted as something serious because you can't see its um, severity or its ailments. Um, you know, if I got my arm cut off, you know, people would react crazily you know they'd be there like are you okay what, what do you need with your help but if i tell somebody oh my god i'm having a panic attack or what do you have to be anxious about yeah, what do you have or, to be depressed about you sad about or they're like you know you'll yeah. be over it or if i tell like zach and zach's not like this anymore but i would tell zach when i was like in my deep depression like i don't want to move today like it hurts to get and out of bed it hurts like the thought of getting out of bed sucks and i would just lay there and i'd call out of work and i would just lay in my bed in the dark because i was bad so but it's like if they can't see it that it can't be real right so, um we'll leave it to Alyssa to start off and tell us her story about it and then we can chime in and obviously as you guys have just heard a tidbit i too have issues <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> So where do I way. start? Where do I start? Like when I first started when, realizing. Yeah. Tell, like yeah, when you first started realizing if there was a moment where it became super serious and you did you seek help for it? Were you actually diagnosed? Are you just assuming you have these issues? Okay, so I guess I've like always been anxious, but I didn't like realize that I was like if I would get ready, like my heart would be racing if I was gonna go somewhere to hang out with friends or whatever. But, like, I never realized that that was, like, what anxiety felt like. But I think when I went to college, then I really felt it in depression. So that was, like, my freshman year of college, I had, like, a really hard time transitioning. Um, I would, yeah, like, I had a psychiatrist or a therapist on campus and was prescribed medication. Um, and then, like, since then, like, waves of depression and always anxiety, but, like, like I can't I, like since probably 2014, like always taking some sort of antidepressant or. So you're still on pills right now. Yeah, and like yeah. I always I like will take them for a period of time, but then I always like feel like oh I don't want to like be on medicine. I don't have to rely on that, and then I'll just realize like oh I'm not a functioning human being right now. And what? So like, yeah, like the same thing your... like hard to go to work, like hard to get up and do stuff, like even to like hang out with friends would be like a challenge I feel like was there anything other than the transition that set you off even more that made you realize like I guess that the anxiety was progressively getting worse like, I guess getting ready to know now I need medication I it's like so sad because I wish like I could like look back and be like college was like this amazing great experience but like I do you remember Jared I would like call you all the time just like sobbing and crying literally all the time and I just remember one time he was like my dad thinks I like should drive up there like are you okay because I was going to school in Flagstaff so yeah, I don't I know that. yeah I don't know 
if it was just like transition I was like so excited to go to college because like in high school I had a tumultuous relationship with my parents so I was like I couldn't wait to like get out of the house but for some reason like I would cry getting dropped off like two hours away I would come home all the time on the weekend but I would like cry the whole way up back to school knowing I can go home the next weekend so I don't know what it is but like I think back now like I remember senior year my parents were going on a trip and I was taking the SATs or was that yeah senior year and I was like crying because my parents were going on like a weekend trip so I guess I've just like been more anxious than I even like realized but like now looking back like that's not a normal reaction for like a high schooler that their parents gonna be gone for the weekend and I'm crying about it it's like now that you mentioned that because I didn't even think about it to now but is it do you think it has something to do with maybe not um separation or like distance or like you know what I mean because like from what you said it's like always about or it's been about being away from home yeah yeah I think so like even now like we always thought it was so cute when I first started school I would like cry my mom literally had to make me a necklace with a picture of my family on it towards school so I'm like I guess it's just like been something that I always had but like didn't realize it so much until I went to college especially like studying abroad like I studied abroad in Spain and you would think oh it's like the best experience and like I'm so grateful I got to have that experience but even then I was like crying trying to figure out how to come home early <laughs> whenever we're at her I'm not gonna say it because no. you could the FaceTime picture there's this hilarious FaceTime picture I'm FaceTiming Gerard like okay to be fair I'm probably blacked out in the picture no, no every time you called me crying you were drunk but like yeah. but you were always going out like you tell me like you guys after you were done with class or whatever you guys would like go have tapas and like go to this bar and like if you just kept eating they would just keep bringing you drinks yeah so or you guys like, are always out there's money like, she's talking about that boy she liked mm-hmm. oh yeah I, yeah but <laughs> <laughs> next next but yeah but like i would like my i when i left knowing that i was just going to be gone for a semester like i cried the whole week before i left i like cry, i ugly cried in the airport after i got dropped off like when my parents came to visit me, I cried when they left again, knowing I would see them in a couple weeks. I was going home soon. But yeah, so I guess like these experiences that I always just thought like, oh, like even college graduation was like a really hard time for me. When I, I had so much anxiety that I didn't even finish my last semester at school. I like finished, I didn't go back to NAU the second semester of my senior year. I like finished online and stayed home. Oh, wow. Like, when I look back on these things now, I'm like, oh, like, that should have been such a great experience. But, like, I was so unhappy inside and so anxious inside that I, like, didn't fully enjoy those things. So, I guess now I'm more aware. And yeah. Were you taking and, medication then? Or were you just- I yeah. actually, I was on medication right before then. Because right before then, it was my, was that when I turned 21? I, I turned 21 when I got home. No, before I left. So like I was on, yeah, I turned 21 before I left and I was on medication, but I didn't want to be on medication in Spain. So like I eased off my medicine with my doctor before I left. Okay. It's been a fucking whirlwind. Like, well, that, And that's the thing about and, like depression and just depression in general, because usually depression, anxiety and depression are kind of one and the same. It's not like, right. a, you know, you have anxiety, you have depression, anxiety is a result of it. Right. A little bit so, of anxiety and then it bloats to like massive anxiety, but there's not exactly. necessarily always a specific outward reason for it. There might yeah. be subconscious that you can't mm-hmm. figure out, but it's like at that given moment, your body's like, hey, you look like you're doing good today. So I'm going to go ahead and fuck that shit up. Fuck you. up your shit. And let's start flittering the heart, you know, in this, right. you know, heart in the racing, like, can't breathe, skin <laughs> crawling. 
but like late I'd say like it was when Gerard moved to LA that was like so I've been depressed all these years but then I get like these super dark depressive like waves so I don't know so I feel like it's like hard for my like my parents to understand they're like well like you were fine a couple months ago and then like now I'm like so depressed or my hair was falling out I could literally could not go to work like I probably worked six hours how I was never working how Gerard when when I I, it was when I was working for like a home therapy company and then I was like well it's because I don't like my job so then I moved to like a clinic job and I still hated it then I'm like oh I want to go to esthetician school yeah looked at esthetician school never like did anything about that I don't know so yeah but I realized mm, it was like a terrible wave came when Gerard told me he was moving to he had the audacity to move to Los Angeles <laughs> can we just talk about real quick this it's like not funny but it's funny we had just gone out to like Charlie's one How night. How fucking dare you ruin my great night like that? <laughs> <laughs> I literally, you know how expensive Jack in the Box sodas are? I bought a large Sprite because I knew I was going to be nauseous. And like Jack in the Box large is like a regular, like extra, extra large. They're huge. And mm-hmm. I, I told I had just mentioned, and also we lived on the third story. <laughs> so I said, Oh yeah, Francesca and I are gonna move to LA. Alyssa literally had her drink in her hand and, and threw, it, threw it off the balcony because she was so pissed. I was like, "How fucking dare you!" <laughs> that was. But then me and Gerard have like we're literally best friends. We've been best friends forever, but we have like a weird relationship where we're not really like we're not like we're not mean to each other, but we don't say like, "Oh, I'm, like when you move, I'm gonna miss you so much." Yeah, we're like. So I feel like I was trying to internalized that I was so sad. Like, I would cry about it to my mom. And then when she, like, she'd, like, try to, like, be like, oh, my God, she's crying because you're moving again. I'm like, don't fucking tell him that. Like, <laughs> don't let um, him know that yeah. I'm crying about him. <laughs> and then, so, like, whatever. It was fine. And then, like, the week that he was moving, we were, like, going to go to dinner with our other friend, Barb. And she's, like, she FaceTimed me, and I was literally in the bathtub sobbing. And she's, like, oh my god friend like I knew I needed to call you like I just had a feeling that you were not okay <laughs> it was terrible it was so terrible it's funny now but but from what it sounds like though maybe it's like it has change. to do it's with change. change yeah like you're yes. like you, it's anything that's unknown or like not in like my control or like your norm or like what you like a routine that you're used yeah. to it's like that's when you have like these react these strong reactions to it which is like so crazy to me I'm not like a t- like a type a person at all like I'm pretty like go with the flow I never have a like always with the wind never have like anything set in stone but for some reason if it's like something's upsetting my normal routine it's gonna really set me over the edge but that's like that's what serotonin does serotonin when there's an imbalance normalizes your thought process your happiness in your mind so you can function better like that but when we don't have it like and I'm sure I don't know if you're a therapist or your doctor but they explained it to me that everybody's brain is like a bowl and mm-hmm. you're in my brain bowls have holes in them like Swiss cheese. So everyone's brain is filling with serotonin and it's filling up and yours and mine filling is out. filling out and it's never filling up and it never can. No, no matter how much serotonin goes in, it's always leaking out somewhere. So we don't have the capability to um, function or normalize when things are happening and to fix it. Right. So, like for me, like it's the same thing. Like I have to have, control over everything which is why I am you know very clean or I plan or I organize or I like to have and I wasn't like this before I'm like this but like you're realizing those things help you 
Yeah. So if I, but like you, if I go through and something happens, is he mute? Are you muting? Is he? <laughs> I swear to God, if you're talking about your coffee crisis, yeah. so I, I, I knew it. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, who are you talking to? And Alyssa's like, I swear to God, if you're talking about your coffee crisis, just take my car and go get and go get coffee somewhere. So I guess my next thing is, if you know that change is something that happens, are you able to get again, like get ahead of it? Like, I mean, because you really can't. Something like change happens all the time, you know, like without you really knowing. And then. I'm also like a type of the, the type of person to like brush stuff under the rug and like make a joke about stuff. So then I'll like just push everything on, brush it under the rug. And then all of a sudden I explode because of like something stupid, but really it's all of these things that built up. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I don't even and know I, we could cut, we could cut this out if you want me to, but I think like from what you told me, your family just sweeps things under the rug, which I yeah. think, um, because you're so used to that and like that's the norm to you now you're just like that's like maybe that's their coping mechanism is just like pushing right. it under the rug and letting it subside whenever but it's like you can't do that because then like you said like you it'll, it, everything yeah. adds up and then it like you explode so eventually mm-hmm. that's gonna happen but just because if you were uh it was just normalized for you that like that's how you cope right. with anything bad that happens the other day Gerard did my birth chart reading Oh my! So like, last week, like, what we were talking about, I I like Alyssa told me all her birth chart information. And I read it to her, but go ahead. And it was like super creepy because it was like literally so spot on. But basically, it's like, oh, what was it? My rising sign was a Leo, so I'm like meant to shine bright and be like. Oh, your sun sign is a Leo. My sun sign is a Leo, so I'm meant to like shine bright and be charismatic, whatever. But then, what was it? My what was the one that opposed it? I was I something know. Aquarius and basically that like I need my own time to recharge so I guess like those kinds of like being able to like realize that about myself now like oh like I really have fun when I'm around people but I also need like time to myself to like recharge and like she's like naturally empathetic but like be- because she's not the type of person that like that re- recharges from like being around other people she needs to recharge for herself she needs to like understand that like she could be like there for people but she also like can't put need the needs of other people before herself, which I right. think she does a lot. So like so it basically called... drains you. Like if exactly. somebody's having like a lot going on in their life, like you're gonna be there for them, but then that kind it's of like taking away from me yeah. like really brings me down. And I like feels bad because like Gerard, I call Gerard all the time at any minor inconvenience, but like also explosive things. <laughs> so then I'm like after I, I'm like done exploding, I'm like I'm sorry if I drained you because if somebody did that to me, like there's my like social energy for the whole month and like you and then and then you would take on like if I called you upset then you in turn would become upset I literally feel people's sadness as my own like if if someone's like if my parents are fighting it has nothing to do with me like I'll be anxious I'll try to like get in the middle and fix it because literally I just can't stand for like I don't know what that is but that's crazy yeah that means like that's crazy. Not crazy in a bad way. It's just that you are so empathetic. Yeah. That it literally, physically, mentally drains you. Exactly. Maybe that's like a superpower that you have and you don't even know. Maybe you're okay. subhuman. But Not, uh, no, I saw a TikTok the other day and this girl was like, I used to be depressed and on antidepressants. And then I realized that I was such an empath that she had to like, I mean, I don't know 
this is far-fetched, but like takes spiritual baths where she like takes that like toxic energy out of her body with whatever herbs that she's using in her bath. I'm like, I should like try to do that. Cause like if Gerard called me crying because something happened with him and Francisco, then I would literally feel like that was happening to me. And then you would be right. upset emotionally and mm-hmm. taking on the same exact weight, even though it's not happening to you. Right. So I guess that like my, like my job's super happy and I have like, I'm so lucky to have a good job, but then I feel that was like another time I realized I was going through like a bad wave of depression is like, oh, I'm like trying to help these kids, but a lot of them I'm probably not going to be able to help and their families don't care enough to like work with them during the week or whatever. So like that was really hard. Like I can't control what the family does when I'm not there. Just, like those things were hard for me too. What What is the word for that though? There, it's not empathetic, but there's also something else. Like if you see something, then you're, I guess it is empathy, but it's like, I thought it was something else where you see something or you know something and it affects you in a different way. Yeah. With me, I can't watch stuff about little kids getting hurt because I, I, it affects me differently. Like it sits me, I'm not like just too much. So like Zach, if Zach and I are watching the same movie. He'll be like, oh, man, that's sad when I'm already losing my shit crying. And then I'm like, no, don't you understand, though? Like the level of how sad this really fucking how they feel. Yeah. Or like that's why, like, I can't watch real stuff about kids. I'll shut it off because I'll sit there and I'll overthink it and then I'll try to analyze it. And then I'll get mad at like the parents and like, why did you do that? And then it makes me sick to my stomach. Like but physically it, ill from yeah, and then I think has nothing to do with you. It. Yeah, I think yeah. about it too much, and then it ruins my day. But that's different right. from empathy. It's there's something else that it was called. I can't remember because I remember I always told Zach back when I was in high school, I watched a crime show about a mom and a boyfriend who had a little girl. The mom, it wasn't the the dad, the boys, whatever. And she took the little five-year-old or four-year-old took a popsicle the boyfriend beat her to, to death oh my god not to death but she was alive and he basically just knocked her out to the point where she ended up just dying in her mom's hands mm-hmm. but she told her mom like i love you and then oh she ended up dying. and then they put her in a, a bin and then they threw her in the water so then i sat there and i thought about well, I sat there and I cried for I think two hours just literally stood there in the middle of the living room like you fucking pieces of shit yeah to this day if I tell the story or I think about it it's a trigger yeah it triggers me big time mm-hmm. because I think of like you said I think if Hunter was in that position and after all that he still tells your parent I love you right like, rot in hell you fucking human being like I just and like how is it fair <laughs> like a little kid like Hunter so loved, but like, how's it for that? That little kid's life wasn't like get he was she wasn't receiving the same love that like little kids. Yeah, do and that's why right. I can't because I can't I can't um, rationalize it. I can't make sense of it, and there's nothing I can do about it. And then therefore, I can't watch stuff like that. So like, right. I just and it sucks because I'm like intrigued, but I'm like, no, I I can watch adults getting murdered and abused and tortured, and I can totally rationalize that for whatever reason. But I think, and that's part of, I consider that part of like the depression part where I can't, I just can't take that and just let it go, like roll off my shoulder. Like, oh yes, bad stuff. Like Zach's always like, bad stuff happens, Bianca. And I'm like, yeah, but now I know about this bad moment. And now let's sit down, you and I, and really talk about it until it just seeps through my pores. 
Right. And let's talk about it some more. So I just don't even bother at all. I just give myself no. Ruin your whole month. <clears throat> yeah, my whole, exactly. Like, and that's because that was years ago. I had to have been honestly maybe like 14 or 15. And now it's 20 years later. And if I talk about it, I can still feel myself getting like worked up. I hope you're dead, you fucking bitch. I hope you're dead. <laughs> I hope yeah. you got butt raped a thousand times. <laughs> in jail. Yeah. <clears throat> crazy. So it, it's like crazy to be not everyone feels this way. Like, Gerard, how are you not constantly drained when I'm calling you with all of my problems? Because I like it doesn't affect like not everyone's affected the same way. Not to bring up fucking Pisces bullshit again, but like I I like to listen to the tea. They just like are Pisces are just like natural caregivers. So like I just like I wanna hear your problems and I wanna like help you be okay but like I want to be like not a therapist but I like want to be your therapist when you're like coming to me with your problems like I want right. to give you I want to give you solves to your problems right makes sense and I don't know if this is for you but I can I can fix somebody else I can help them 100% I can give them the advice that they need and I can be that truth seeker but I can't do it for myself because of the depression yeah I, I lack in that so I don't have the ability to fix myself but I talked to my therapist about it because I said, well, how come when I have like a twinge in my arm or a cut in my arm and then I automatically assume I have arm cancer and I'm going to die in two months, you know, how come I feel that way? But if Hunter has a cut, I'm like, it's dude, fine. it's just a cut. Let's, you know, wash it off, put medicine in a Band-Aid and you're fine. And she right. said, you're not actually experiencing it yourself. It's somebody yeah. experiencing it. You can so, be level-headed. Yeah, so your mind tells you to switch on in a different way and you become a mother or a protector or, you know, someone who fixes things. But if it's happening to you, it's completely different. You don't have control over it because that's, your mind is just basically spiraling down. And she literally told me, like, day one, session one, stop using WebMD. If you keep using literally, WebMD. My dad is like, you're a hypochondriac. Like, you just have a headache. Relax. <laughs> No, I I had that concussion <clears throat> that I got when a a heavy oak tree fell on, or oak tree oak chair fell on my head when I worked at Macy's, oh and needless to say, it hurt really bad. It had to have been like seventy or eighty pounds, and it fell from like maybe ten feet above me onto my head. Did you get knocked out? Well, I <laughs> was you like, get, that's oh, a big wow. fucking chair. <laughs> yeah. Do you don't remember those heavy was chairs that chair in that room? So high? What what chair was it? It was like it was made out of like wo- like solid wood, and Sharpie hung it above, like one of the on the stanchions or whatever it is, and the ladder tip like just barely tapped it, and it fell on my head. And I sat down for like an hour, and I was like, "Wow, Jesus fuck, that hurts." So <laughs> and then the next day, because you know, as visuals, we don't do accident reports like we're supposed to, because we'd be in there all the time doing them. Um, the next day I was looking at my mannequins and a lady came up to me, a customer, and she said, are you okay? And I said, yeah, why? And she's like, cause you've been staring at those mannequins for quite some time spaced out. And I was like, oh no, I'm fine. And then because she said that, I was like, I'm going to go. Cause I was like, well, this is it. I'm going to die. So I was I like, ended- well, ma'am, an 80-pound chair knocked me out yesterday. <laughs> I'm not fine. So I ended up having to go to the, the doctor, and then I had a mild concussion. But because of that, um, I looked up people who died from concussions, and I was like, Liam Neeson's m- wife, 
who he was madly in love with when skiing one time ran into a tree and she fucking died. It could happen to anyone. I was like, so what's this thing? It's not different for me. Like I'm bleeding internally. So Zach was like sitting here watching me downward spiral. So I had to teach Zach and train him and help him and educate him on how to properly talk to me. So he has to come back to me with facts because he would say the one dreaded sentence we all hate you're gonna be fine. fine. I'm like, don't minimize my fucking problem. Don't fucking tell me something I already know, but I'm trying to figure out why the fuck I don't know it at the same time. Bitch, welcome to mental health. <laughs> I know I'm gonna be fine. I also don't know if I'm gonna be fine. I'm not too yeah. sure. So he had to tell me like, football players get concussions all the time. Little kids running around bump their head on the wall. So he has to tell me stuff like that to bring it oh, back God. down to reality. So I sit there and say, well, maybe there's a 10% chance I'll die, but there is still a 90, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm right. a little bit better, but I'm not where I was at. You, because need, to, you need some statistics. I need, yeah. I, and for me, I need you to just come with me with, you know, realistic like situations or things as to why I shouldn't be the way I think right now. Like right. I really did think a cut on my arm was going to be staph infection. And I probably already have the red line going to my heart right now as we speak. And it's like, it's just a cut. I'm like, you actually don't know that you can't see what I can see and feel what I feel. So, you know, and what's, what's hilarious, you know, cause, and we've always talked to her about the 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 mosquito. Okay, like this is not not a laughing matter, but when you look at it, this was in 2012, um, Alyssa. When I told you that I hit, I hit This is when I went to a doctor and I was diagnosed with depression and having high anxiety. They put me on antidepressants and heart tranquilizers, is what I call them. You know, to slow down the heart. Um, I was already at this point. I was hospitalized um, a couple times already because I couldn't get my well once but the ambulance came a few times but I was in the hospital for an, uh, I think five hours because they couldn't get my heart rate to slow down I wasn't dehydrated I was on drugs I wasn't drinking I didn't smoke you know I was completely healthy I hate that feeling in your yeah. heart so they had to like pump me with um medicine to make my heart slow down they finally released me um and it was all because I had uh, sweet tea that had caffeine in it and I didn't know so I'm it like, triggered. Is this what happens when I drink coffee and then I get like this heart racing for a couple hours? Yeah. Yes. So that's that's why because they say the reason that you do that is because your mind recognizes that as a, it's basically PTSD. So to Gerard, caffeine increasing his heart rate is nothing because he knows oh I'm drinking caffeine it's increasing my heart rate. When you drink caffeine or I drink caffeine, all of a sudden they have all these crazy thoughts. Yeah, we're sitting there saying we completely disregard the fact that we're having caffeine and we're like we're going to have a heart attack. So the, I, I, I literally call it PTSD. Your mind instantly says, you remember the last time you felt like this, you had a panic attack? Yeah. Well, let's go. So that's why I don't drink caffeine anymore because I can't handle it. But yeah, drink. I, like I just thought oh, everybody, like that happens to everybody. Like, oh, you get this little anxious rush and then you're energized. I mean, it is, it is for everyone. But like, for me, I can't recognize that as caffeine like increasing my heart rate I right. see it as a panic attack but yeah the 20 that was in 2012 the you can tell the story if you want <laughs> the best story. like <laughs> it's only funny because in the moment it's so real but now looking back at it now you're like obviously like something was wrong because I should not have had that reaction <laughs> that we were like in their apartment 
and it was during summertime and Zach had like left the door open. Like it was a crack or he left the window open like a crack. Yeah, He was taking his shoes off. So he left the door open while he took them off before he came in. And there, and uh, somehow a mosquito got in and mm-hmm. Bianca flipped out. Like she's this like, was, in my defense, this was during, yeah, yes, yeah. I was there. <laughs> during West Nile virus when everyone yeah. was like, Kids are dying. People are dying. Transmitting things. Yeah. And yeah. I, I know I flipped the fuck out. I went, wow. I mean, wow. it was just inexcusable. I mean, I apologize for that, Bianca. And at the same time, I don't because that bitch was lost and scared too. What is she <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I went absolutely apeshit. And that's when I realized. Yeah, I think I have a problem. <laughs> and then I was going through like pan- I was having panic attacks every day at that point. And then I know mm-hmm. what happened was I was starting to call out of work weeks at a time, days at a time. It started out as days, then it would turn into weeks. And I never told Zach. I don't even think I told him to this day how many times I've actually called out because oh. I was so depressed and so anxious. I would go to work. I'd have anxiety attack. I'd tell Rob, "Oh, uh, Hunter's uh, throwing up." There was a time that I cut my hand with a knife. Um, I told him Hunter was throwing up. I went to urgent care to get a tetanus shot because I was like, not today, motherfucker. <laughs> and I was fine. Like, I would have been fine. But that basically ruled my whole – I couldn't function anymore. And I finally told Zach. Then I st- So my depression comes through fearing death. Uh-huh. Um, that's just how it comes out. So I know when depression versus anxiety is. So mm-hmm. I still have bouts of it today, like where I wake up in the middle of the night and I just start – I have like a huge instant tinge of pain in my heart and it's like three seconds of, Oh my God, you're going to die and there's nothing you can do about it. And then I want to start to cry and then it goes away. So when things get tough for me and my depression kicks in, that's have those thoughts. I start thinking about the inevitable. And I don't mean like I'm going to die in a car accident. I mean, no, I'm going to die one day and I'm not going to see you. Or I'm not going to see Gerard or I'm not going right. to see her. And then I, I get into a really dark, dark place in my head. So that's basically where I was at. And I told him, I'm too scared to be alive right now. I can't, if, if my eyes are open, my life is horrid. My day to day, every day, it's just the worst it could possibly be. But I, I, I really couldn't tell you how many days I call out of work. And I would, yeah. just, I would pretend to get ready in front of Zach. He would leave for the day. And my bitch ass would undress and then I would just go right back into bed and I would do it again and again until I felt better. And I would just make up shit. Doing the same thing. So like I schedule, like I have a company I work for, but then I schedule with parents. So I would literally just like call out like, hey, this came up. I can't come today. And then I would like tell my mom or dad like, oh, I'm not going to work today because they canceled. But I like would drive. At one point I was like working at a school up north and I would literally cry my whole like hour and a half drive to work. Like, go in, work, cry in my car on my lunch break. I'm like, this is, like, not normal behavior. Or I would, like, even if, like, the houses or, like, the kids I was seeing, like, in town, I would, like, it's not normal to, like, cry on your way to work. And then, but, like, somehow able to, like, pull myself together and do therapy. Because you have to. Yeah. And I feel like at that time, like, it was, like, super hard for me at that time because I wasn't, like, I was, like, internalizing it. I wasn't telling people how I was, like, like, no, it's, like, so much worse than, like, people thought. And I remember my brother was in eighth grade and a, uh, one of the kids in his class, their older sister that was the same age as me, 
committed suicide. And my mom's like, I just like can't imagine like that family is going through such a hard time. And like, I was just like that in my room crying, like that literally could be my family. Like I was having thoughts like that, yeah. but then like never talking to anyone about it. And then I had my, like, like at times when you're like, should be so excited and happy. Like I was graduating from college. I was literally like sobbing, like, please don't make me walk. Like my parents, like got a hotel like up North. Cause I went to NAU and like, I didn't even want to walk in my college graduation that caused me so much anxiety was not happy just like crying my dad's like why are you crying like this is such a happy time like I literally don't want to be here like not saying like I'm gonna do anything but like right now I'm just so unhappy that I would rather just not be here so then I feel like after that then they started realizing like oh it's more than just like being a little blue yeah real help and then from there I feel like I still didn't even like I would get prescribed my medication and like see a therapist for a couple times and then I just like always fall off the therapy wagon like as soon as my therapist says like one thing that offends me then I'm like fuck you I am not coming to see you anymore <laughs> like as easy as like the last one I stopped seeing is because she told me like whatever happened to you when you were this age like okay. spent your maturity and so like on the inside you're like a 19 year old girl but on the outside you're 25 like we need to make them meet so then I'm like, I don't want to bring up like whatever happened to me when I was 19 or 20 and then redeal with those things. And then, so I guess I need to, I don't know, obviously I need to deal with those things, but yeah. So that's just how I feel. I'm dealing with it. When, when Gerard moved, then my, like literally my dad took me to a psychiatrist and like went to my like initial appointment with me. And he was like, like, she used to be like, you walk in the room and she like lit up the room and she's just like not herself anymore. And then I'm like, she doesn't like laugh the same or like whatever it is. But then I feel like I could turn that like I feel that way and like my family sees it. But then like I would still hang out like once in a while. Like we didn't hang out all the time, but like I'd hang out with my friends and then like you could be completely fine, but then like go home and, and be crying on your way home. So I feel yeah. like my thing is like I'm so high functioning where I can make myself go to work and main like hold a job and keep friendships. But like I wasn't I could only be like I'm like, I only literally have room in my heart for like two friends right now. Like I could be a good friend to two people. And other than that, like I like don't have the capacity to be a friend. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, you can't, and people mistake it all the time. Like just because you're happy doesn't mean you're happy inside. But a lot right. of it is, like you said, I never told anybody because I felt like it was stupid. Yeah. How do you explain to somebody that you have a headache and you think you have a brain tumor and you have three months to live without sounding like a total idiot because you know yourself that sounds irrational and right. talking to somebody who is rational, you know, I didn't want them to, you know, talk down on me or, you know, make me feel less than I was. So I would just keep it inside and I'd be mm -hmm. like, oh, well, this is just, these are just stupid thoughts and this is how it was. But it came to the point where I literally couldn't even function. I was function so, anymore. I was so manic in my head, so manic in my head that I, I literally, I was, I would just cry because I woke up because I was like, I have to go through another day of like you, I have to go to work. I have to smile, yeah. I have to laugh. I have to function. But inside every inch of my body hurts. And the, yeah. the with mental illness is you can't see you can't, it. See. So like my family would be like, just get out of bed. I'm like, I literally can't get out of bed. Like yeah. just take a shower. I'm like, I literally can't take a shower. Like I love hair and makeup and all those things, but to the point where like, I couldn't even like shower and do like 
simple things like let yourself go to that point and it's true like the commercial remember those depressing commercials were like does it hurt when you wake up yes bitch it does not even throw a ball to your dog and i was like (laughs) i don't even have a dog and i wouldn't throw a ball (laughs) yeah like everything they say is super true yeah but that's why and my thing was like i have maya and i can't be this way because it's not my thing was like it's not fair for her to see me go through this and not understand like what's wrong with her mom and then yeah. have Zach, who's still new in the relationship, just like, like what the I fuck? Should, yeah, I'm like, up with this bitch. Did I get the fuck out yesterday? Or just, <laughs> you know? So I, I mean, like, I, like, go on. I feel like that, like I literally haven't had a serious boyfriend in so long. Like I've dated, but not had a serious boyfriend because I'm like, I can't even like barely maintain a friendship if it's not like my two friends I've been friends with for ten years. Like I have my one friend Mary. She's been so good. Like. Like, when I was going through the depression, like, right around when I was graduating from college, like, that's, like, right when Gerard first started dating Francisco. Barb was, like, with Edwin. We stopped being friends with one of our other friends that was, like, my best friend. And I was literally, like, the most, like, such a crazy bitch, like, after work, like, I would cry in my car with her. And we were, like, new friends, like, serving friends together. And she was, like, such a good friend to me. And I'd be, like, you, like, when I get drunk around her, even, like, still to this day, I'd be, like, you saved my life. Like, thank you for saving my life. But I felt like I couldn't even, like, talk to my, like, old friends about it. Right, so, like, now you were already somebody else to them. That's a thing. Yeah, you exactly. Were, you already had this, like, image of you as a person. Right, and like, oh, she's, so, she's, yeah. like, she's funny and she's loud and da-da-da. But, yeah. Now like, I can start with with me, like, people always say, like, Bianca, you're the most confident person in the world. Or, yeah. you know, like, you're you're just so, you just, like, really know yourself. And you're just so true to yourself. And it's like, I'm crying inside right now. I don't know what <laughs> the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. But it's, it, you know, at the same time, like, I was, I was put on medicine, like I told you. But I asked the doctor right away. I said, how long do I have to be on this before I can wean away from it? Because I don't want to be on pills. I'll right. And that's what I always feel like, like, I don't want to take medicine to just, like, live my daily life. And, I don't know why there's such like a problem with it. Like maybe when I was younger, it's like, oh, you're not supposed to drink when you're on your antidepressants. But like, bitch, I had no business drinking anyway. Like I would always end up like crying and being dramatic and embarrassing. Like, yeah, I didn't. I stopped because I, yeah, you, I stopped drinking when I was on my antidepressants because they're like, yeah, you shouldn't. So I just didn't. Um, but I weaned off after a year and I did it successfully. So 2012, 2013. So since then I haven't had medicine. I did see a therapist, you know, a CBT to learn how to talk myself down, but I was so desperate to get help that I was very open to whatever she had to say. I mean, I really yeah. was like, bitch, get your fucking life together. Either that or get drunk and keep doing drugs so you can mask the pain, whichever life yeah. you choose, fucking choose it and do it. So, right. I mean, it's, it helped me a lot. So I can, talk myself down now but like I told like I posted I just recently bought CBD oil to help with my all my off days so yeah, yeah most days I'm good but then there are days where I'm like I can feel you creeping up my back bitch so now if I take it you know which I take it every day but there's some days I take it later and like right, right now like Maya is going through a lot of stuff with school she has mm-hmm. finals. I don't know the outcome of what it's going to be. I'm not really favoring what the outcome looks like. So my anxiety has been through the roof. Right. So I've been taking the CBD since I, I mean, I basically got it for this moment. I bought my sister some because I know that she's in a position where 
she's not really getting the help that she needs. And I don't know if she knows how to, or she can seek anybody to help her with that. So I just bought her some and sent it. And I said, you know, in the meantime, take a couple drops of this. I hope this helps. Yeah. Like anything to help her. And that's what makes me sad is I know what she's going through and I can't be there to help her because I know for a fact she's not getting the help she should. And I, I seriously, like, I've always told people this. I would rather you wish me death than ever wish me a day of anxiety or depression. Like if someone yeah. to say die, I'm like, fuck me up. But if they're like, I hope you're depressed and anxious. I hope you're an anxious mess like, tomorrow. Put that voodoo shit on me. Don't fucking do Like I will literally lose it because I don't think people understand being trapped. It in feels mind, like death. Yeah. Being trapped in your mind is the worst place you could ever be because there's no way out. It's just your mind. It's fucking sitting there. And when you're stuck in it, and you don't have a way out, it's desperation. It's downhill yeah. the whole time. And I just hate it. Like, I hate, fucking hate it. And, like, when it starts to take a toll on, like, your, besides, like, your mental health, but, like, your body physically, like, I was losing my hair. I'm like, I'm such a crazy bitch that my hair is falling out. Like, this yeah. is not okay. Then I'd be, like, looking in, I'd be looking while I'm driving in the mirror at my, like, hair falling out. and like, <laughs> like, scream crying. And then, somehow work 15 minutes later it was fucking insane yeah I'd have to like pull over so before Zach could really understand it I had my dad because my dad suffers from he has uh, chronic depression and he suffers from I don't know what the technical term is but he has anger issues and he has anxiety and he has high blood pressure well maybe we should talk about what he doesn't have I'm like, he you doesn't have about your dad and now I'm going yeah. to take that on and take this pain on. Like, no, dad. I'm like, he doesn't have allergies, he, but he does eczema. <laughs> so for him, he has to be on the medication. Yeah. He has to, he can never be off of it. He tried it. It doesn't work. Um, he has natural ways of helping. Like he does smoke marijuana to help with in between right. stuff to help him sleep. But I would call him. Like, I'd have a panic attack on the way to work. I'd literally be on the freeway and be like, fuck it. And I'd get off. I'd start crying and panicking. And then, like, yeah. sitting there, like, my my hands get tingly and I sweat and my heart races. And I get hot and cold at the same time. It's and the worst. It's, just, it's just so fucking dumb. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I, I, there's reasons why this is happening. So I would call my dad to talk me down because Zach at the time would be like, you know, it's fine. And I'm like, yeah. I should probably murder you after this is over. Remind me. Hang Let up. me see you after yeah. this. I was like, I'm going to fucking hang up on you now. And you better fucking run now. I'm giving you a head start because I'll catch up to your ass. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> but now it's said switched where Zach's really good at helping me. And unfortunately, I don't get that from my dad so much. But he's also going through a lot himself. So right. it's like I seek stuff from someone who suffers the same problem. So I don't always have that in him because he's still trying to figure out how the fuck to live his life. And he's, you know, he's right. way above me, but I'm always like, daddy, please. <laughs> like, I don't know how many phone calls my parents have gotten. Like, I can't go to work today. Like I can't do this. Like you yeah. can do it. Get out of bed. I I'm like, just, yeah. I feel like people don't understand the severity. Like after you guys have talked about it, I just think people don't understand how severe it can be because I feel like people just loosely throw around the word like, oh, I'm so depressed right now. I'm so depressed. And I don't like that. And I will tell you, I don't like when I hear that. That's like saying the R word. Yeah, like don't, your boyfriend broke up with you. You're not depressed. You're sad, motherfucker. You're not depressed. And that's like, yeah. Can you edit out me saying motherfucker? No. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thanks anyways, though. Yeah, anyway. You could write down suggestions after and we'll read okay, them yeah. or pass them. Yeah, I. it is true, though, Gerard. Like, it's the way they throw the word around. It has no severity. And I don't think people really go to understand it or try to. Because, again, you can't see it. What you can't see, you don't know. But what's it like? I'm like, what's it like for you, Gerard? Like, I feel like me and Bianca and I are like your main besties, right? Yeah. Like, what's it like? <laughs> that, like I don't call it? him though when I'm manic, so he. No, she she. she Francisco told Gerard I had manic energy this week, and then at, at first I was like really taken aback and offended, like, oh my god, I am manic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she I literally call me the like, next day. She's I, like, she's like, um, I just need to call you and let you know that Francisco uh, needs to apologize yeah. to me. <laughs> I was that ass serious too. I was not being funny. Uh, yeah, I don't go to Gerard, um, for those things. So like, is it is it like weird for him to hear like because we're just like when we're together, we're hilarious and we're laughing, but like to know, oh, that's not really how that bitch is all the time. And most of the time, it's not during that time when we're laughing and hilarious. Yeah. And honestly, like, when I hear, like, when I heard you were sad or, like, you had depression and stuff, I sat there for a moment, like, shocked. And then I was like, Bianca, how fucking dare you say something stupid like that? Because you're in the same boat that she is. Yeah. And then I just felt horrible, like, for you because I was like, here she is, like, just trying to fucking live life. And she's barely above water every day. And it's That's like, yeah, and I'm like, man, I should have like, like with Sarah, his cousin, I know that she mm-hmm. suffers from it. So I have reached out to her to see how she's done. I haven't since I moved to Georgia, but I used to like, yeah. if I heard wind, I would t- text her and be like, hey, how are you doing? How are things going with you right now? Because I know how it feels. And yeah. I know that it's hard for people like Gerard, like you can listen to us talk and say stuff, but it's hard for you to really still take that anxiety away from us because that's something that has to like you know you're nothing but a distraction yeah it's just for the moment but like yeah I said like I don't go to Gerard for that kind of stuff and I don't know why I just don't I call Gerard for that I call Gerard if I stub my toe (laughs) I call Gerard if I talk to my bae whatever it is if I went to Starbucks and got a latte if I folded a load of laundry But I think it's because, like, I, which it might be, like, it might come across as a bad friend, but I don't, like, message Alyssa to ask her, like, how she's doing, like, mentally. Like, I know she has struggles, but it's, like, I am not, two things. I can't relate because I don't have those issues. And, two, like, I'm not, like, medically trained to help you. Like, I can be, like, I can be, like, a a shoulder of support or, like, an ear to listen to your problems, but I can't, like help you in like the ways that like maybe I might want to help you like completely or like ways that but like it, I don't know if that what if what I'm saying yeah but in the same token do you text like Nathaniel and say like hey how are you doing today no, no. I don't text anyone so, saying how are you doing yeah, today? Exactly. so whether we're depressed or not depressed or we suffer from it it's not something you would do anyway you won't right. sit there and say like hey just want to make sure that you you know those suicidal thoughts are you know subsided today you know, yeah. like, you know, it's just not something that, because it's not every, I think that doing that, you're just pointing out that we have an issue. Yeah. Right. Like you're not really, if I, if I want to talk about it, if I need your help, yeah. I'm going to call you gonna like when I want to. I'm like if gonna. Alyssa calls me and like tells me something that happened and she's like crying about it, then like 
maybe like a couple of days when we FaceTime again and we're laughing, I'll like ask her like loosely like what happened with that situation, but I won't. But also that's part of my problem with like brushing stuff under the rug because like I'll cry about something then a couple of days later I'm like, it's so funny that I was so crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like it's funny like you can look at it now that it's, that it's funny, but like it's funny, but like it's serious at the same time. It's only funny now because we're not dealing with it at the moment and it's like a hindsight thing, but really if you just sit there and think about it, like it's actually it like makes sad. me it like makes me sad to like look back on like my young like twenties or even like late teenage years of like how sad I was. And I was on drugs and alcohol the whole time. Yeah. Uh, so I was always fucking happy. It wasn't right. until I got sober and started to have to face life. Where you couldn't mask your yeah, issues anymore. Like, I don't understand what's happening and it's like, oh, I'm not drowning my sorrows or my any like questionables with alcohol or drugs because I was I think never sober once I took acid freshman year of high school. After that I was like, let's take this. Oh, I, fucking I road. thought we were talking about weed and alcohol here. No, no, we're no, talking no. about some real shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. had a crazy life. <laughs> shit. Yeah, no, no, like, no. Not, at, not like at a concert or something, just on the daily. <laughs> yeah, that was holy just, shit. That was my when I when I dropped acid was uh, Valentine's dance. And I remember I took it, it was like a gel tab and I was like, it's not working. And then 45 minutes later, the wall started moving and I was like, it's fucking working. No, I mean like I took, like I would drink alcohol, smoke weed, smoke meth, and then take lines of Coke during lunchtime at school in the bathroom. Or I'd excuse myself and say, I have to pee and I would go do a couple lines off the toilet. If I but we would... love a responsible ass bitch that could still make it to class. Oh yeah, and that's the problem. Like you, I was functioning. I yeah. was in all accelerated classes, AP classes. I was going for an endorsement diploma, so I was graduating with more credits than you needed. So even by senior year, I was taking a full course, full day, and I didn't have to. But yeah. I was always like inebriated. I was always on drugs. I was always functioning mm. too well. Do you think you, besides just obviously having a chemical imbalance, like, is there a root of your depression and anxiety besides death? Mine is, mine, I know a big majority of it is the relationship that I didn't have with my mom. Mm -hmm. um, coming from, you know, my parents were divorced. I remember it. I remember actually a lot of it when they, the day that they, my mom told me that she was leaving my dad. Uh -huh. um, like the, and I was only like three or four. Um, but and no shame. Oh, really little. Yeah, like no. Yeah. Shame, like like I've told people, like I love my mom and stuff, but I did not have a good relationship with my mom at all. So mm. a lot of mine was I had no direction. Um, I had I didn't have a parental because my mom had custody of me and my dad only had visitation, and a lot of times he would get caught up in like working too much, and then weekends I was supposed to go there, I he wouldn't pick me up. Or, and then I would call him and say, like, you know, being like a little beady beady. And I'd say, like, you know, you're supposed to come and pick me up, dad. And so then does that I, feel like a rejection? Yeah. So then, yeah. yeah. And it's like, I looked, my dad was my world. He is my world. So he would mm -hmm. see me and I wanted to get away from my mom because I recognized from the very beginning that I said, I don't want to be around you, bitch. Like, <laughs> like you're not for me, bitch. Yeah. I would tell my dad, like, I would tell him when I was little that I wish I, I would, I would, imagine like me sneaking out the window and he would kidnap me and I'd go live there and then no one would look for me and we'd have a happy life together then mm -hmm. I started getting older 
And then he would call me and say, hey, it's my weekend. And I'm like, sorry, I'm with friends. So now he lives with that sadness of like, holy shit. Miss time together. Yeah. So he blames himself for not being there when I, when I needed him the most because I didn't have my, I really didn't have my mom. My mom only cared about one thing. Are you passing school? That's it. She didn't, let, she didn't like to let me have a social life. She didn't give a shit about my friends. She didn't care about, you know, if I was in relationships, she didn't care about anything. She didn't care about anything. So I didn't have that kind of relationship. And I firmly believe you need that. You need that kind of relationship. You need structure. You need rules. You need someone to, right. you. Um, you know, like you and your mom, your guys' relationship is amazing. Like all of it, all of it is a hundred percent great. Even with Gerard and Bernie, like you guys are really lucky to have that kind of stuff because they didn't have it. So I started raising myself when I was like five and six because my mom was an alcoholic and I had to take care of myself. So I was right. too young to understand anything and I just had to function the best that I could. So I think that's where a lot of it comes from is I wasn't loved like I should have been. I didn't have structure where I should have been. And then once I became a, you know, of age to drink, well, not really drink legally, but then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to, yeah, I just coped with everything. And I was like, that's it. Then I have to start life and I don't know anything about life. Now I'm pregnant with a kid. What am I going to do? The dad doesn't mm-hmm. be around. Now I'm a single mom. And I remember when I told my mom, like, we hadn't talked for like two years. And the only reason why I talked oh, wow. to her was, yeah, I wasn't ever going to talk to her again. Um, I invited her to, because she kicked me out when I was 17 out of the house. And, with a baby? <clears throat> no, no, I didn't get pregnant with mine until I was 20. Oh, okay. I, I was a senior in high school and she kicked me out and I said, I remember to this day, I said, I've been waiting for you to do something like this because I've always wanted to tell you. I said, you've never been a mother to me. I said, you're just a person in my life who gave birth to me. I said, other than that, you were nothing to me. And I'm glad you're kicking me the fuck out. And like her boyfriend was like, Like, no one's talking to you, bitch ass. I gave her the key and then she took all my shit, threw it in a bag and threw it outside. And I sat there on the curb. Where did you go? Um, I ended up having to get an apartment with my friend. And this is when my boyfriend at the time had leukemia. So I was working two jobs, graduating. It was my senior year of high school. So I was trying to graduate high school. Um, I would go to the hospital after I went to work. And then I would help him eat, read him stories until he fell asleep, hold it, you know, if he was throwing up because of the chemo and the radiation. Uh, Like that's too much for like a grown woman to handle, but definitely too much for a 17 year old. And then um, that would be my day to day. So I invited her to the, my, like my high school graduation. Did she come? She did. There's, I have pictures and stuff. And like, she, I remember she cried and she's like, I'm really proud of you. And I was so bitter that I was like, okay. You know, and she asked what I was doing after. And I was like, I'm doing my own thing. Like you can leave, do whatever you want. And then yeah. we, we didn't talk after that. I only talked to her because I got pregnant with Maya. And even then, she, I was like, I have something I have to tell you. And she You're going like, to be a grandma. Yeah, she was like, you're a lesbian. And I was like, I wish that's what I was <laughs> Actually, quite the opposite. So I told her. And then even then, she was like, you're going to be, she's like, I can't believe this. Like, she was so disappointed in me. And she was basically just said I was going to fail. And I wasn't going to do anything and I wasn't going to be, and I was just like, that's what I constantly had to deal with. So, yeah. So I just didn't have the kind of love that I wanted. And then, like I said, by the time my dad was like, I'm ready, I grew up and I want you to be the father you need. Because, and like I said, he always was there, always there. Yeah. Just 
he didn't, you know, he got too, plus he remarried and blah, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, by the time he was like, okay, I need to fucking step up more. I was like, oh, you're good. I'm, you know, I'm 16 and I'm fucking over. I raised myself now. So that's where a lot of, I believe a lot of my has stemmed from is just a life of, um, hard life. Yeah. Just instability Mm -hmm. and not knowing. So I'm basically just trying to go through life every day, figuring out how the fuck I just how I fucking live like how are you gonna sort that all out like, how am I gonna be a mom and not be my mom to my even though my mom is now is like great you know she's a wonderful mom now yeah. but yeah I think that's where a lot of mine is and we did talk about it in therapy um but like you I was just like I don't really want to talk about this like I, yeah. I I can recognize it um but you know it wasn't something that I felt like so you tell me that I, you know, I didn't have a mother. How is like facing it going to fix it? Because in the end, I still don't have a mom. Yeah. And then I feel like once you bring the, all of these things to the surface, I'm like, I'm less mentally stable than when I got here, therapist. Yeah. Like, and I know, like they say, you need to like hit it face on and like face yeah. problems, but it's like, uh, I'm good. Have you ever done in therapy? Like, I think it's e- not ECG. Something like where they connect those wires, like you're wearing a headphone and you're connected to wires and they like try to change your interpretation of a bad memory. Really? Like for, I did it. My therapist, okay, my grandpa died a couple years ago and I, that really caused me a lot of anxiety thinking like one day my parents are going to die. So like as I was dealing with the sadness of my grandpa passing, but I was also being like, oh my God, one day my parents are going to die. Like it was, I think whatever. that. Yeah, with Gerard's parents because they're so amazing. Yeah. I stood there and literally stress about the day right. that that's going to happen to them. And I like, I seriously hope in my mind, as weird as it sounds, I'm like, I hope he divorces me before then, because I don't know if I <laughs> or can... like, I hope I let me go first. Yeah, so I don't like, have to deal with that. I don't want to have to deal with that kind of pain to see him or Gerard or Nathaniel have to go through that. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I'm the same way where I'm like, or I look at my dad and I'm like, you're looking older today, father. That's yeah. good. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it was good to see you for five minutes. I got to go down the hill now. <laughs> right. But like, I've done that. I forget. I Did it work? No. And I, I don't want to like bring too much up, but like our friend that we were no longer friends with, like I was, I'm she was like my sister. Like <laughs> what? I'm her best friend. Yeah. Um, so we weren't her, her friend anymore, but then like Gerard and Barbara were not affected by it, but like, she was literally like my sister. So like the therapist is like making me do like while doing that treatment, like instead of taking it as like a personal thing, like re take that memory and be like, okay, we just weren't meant to be in each other's lives anymore. So it's not a rejection. It's not that she just left you and she's not your friend, but like you guys were no longer meant to be in each other's lives anymore. And then I left that treatment fucking sobbing and I never went back like <laughs> I will not do it but I think yeah. that's like the same I don't want to say issue but that's the same thing with like maybe it's the same as like AA where you like go and you have to like talk about these things that trick you to make you want to drink and then you have to like come to the realization like what the pain that you're trying to mask so it's like you have to keep going to like fully understand why you feel this way let's let's talk about these problems that have occurred so that way I can like right. get over them instead of like because Mapping just like you them. said, the, the further you push it down, it's just going to keep building until you explode. Yeah. And I think, like, now, like, even Gerard helps me, like, oh, I think he'll be, like, I think your depression stems from, like, this, like, so self-image or someone, I had a shitty relationship in college, 
and I like joke about it like oh I got cheated on <laughs> like but then like now that still affects me because now I'm like okay that affected how I see myself like oh I'm worthy to be treated like that so and it's like nothing that you did that caused yeah. them to be that way it's just because they're a shitty person and they did those yeah. things but it has no no reflection of like your your worth or like who you are as a person because they did something shitty like that relationship then not being friends with that girl our friend anymore like th- those like rejections make it hard for me to I don't know I'm like oh these people left me or I wasn't good enough for that person so then that's like how I see myself so then like I don't know so Gerard's helping me realize like no like you laugh about that fan but I don't think you think it's funny or just like any right. like other negative experiences <laughs> that have happened where like he'd be like if I were you like I'm crying I could cry for you but like I'm making a joke out of it so. yeah and for me having Maya is what changed my whole outlook it made me yeah. change everything about what I had to do in life so it was basically like okay I'm 20 years old I'm pregnant the father doesn't want to be around what am I gonna do so right you know, yeah I've struggled for sure. And, you know, since having Zach and, you know, everyone like Gerard and Bernie and Jesse in my life, it's a lot better, mm-hmm. but. And it's like you have like a, not, like, yeah, you have your family, but you have like a entire like family unit now. That's yeah. And it, and it, it sucks because like, and like, it's no fault of like Bernie or Jesse or anything like that. And I don't think I'll ever get to explain it to them. Um, but you know, how I am is not, it doesn't like explain or like justify or, expose like or however you'd say it how I feel about them you know like I love them to pieces I love them for being amazing grandparents I love them for being in our lives and taking care of us but the way I was raised I'm already who I am and I'm slowly trying to change so like I don't like when I like you know people like would go and hug Bernie and stuff and in my mind I'm like I wish I could do that and it's right. weird, but it's like, I'm just not comfortable doing that because I was never hugged as a child. I was yeah. told I love you. So for me, I'm constantly like, I tell Maya, like, you know, after I tell her, like, she's a dumbass and she's stupid for doing but it. But I love I, you. Yeah, but I'm like, dude, I love you, though. Like, I love yeah. you. are a good person, but the fuck? You know, Hunter, <laughs> I couldn't tell you how many times I tell him a day that I love him. But it's like, yeah, it really, it has affected me so much for who I am today, but I am trying to be, I try, I'm sure I'm failing at it, but you know, I made sure that I was a different person as much as I could be towards Maya, but that's the mom that you needed. You're trying so hard to provide for you. But it doesn't change like what all that did to me and like how I have to sit with it and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm a very different person. I'm, you know, for it, but it's like, I just don't know how to show certain things because I lacked in it. So now I just kind of like you, I sit in my mind and I let it bother me. But, you know, like I never gave up on my mom. You know, I was told a lot of times, like, turn your back on her. She didn't care. And I'm like, no, one day it's going to happen. And I don't want to be the one that said otherwise. And now we talk almost every other day. Like, you know, she tells me she loves me. She told me the other day, she was like, after she said, happy Mother's Day. And she was like, I'm so proud of you. And I just sit there like. I can't believe we've come to this place. Yeah, like, it's just like, you know, it's very emotional for me. So I feel like I've, you know, and I've told my mom, like, we've already had our talks and we've done our stuff and she said her sorry. So we've had that mending, which is why I don't feel like I need therapy because I've already faced, I've already faced like the demon, if you will. I talk to that woman every day. I've, you know, I didn't give up on her. We have a relationship now, but I still, the damage is done, like. I mean, it's a chemical imbalance. It is what it is. There's not like, yeah, something could trigger it, but it's not like, oh, you talk to your mom. Let's go ahead and get that serotonin in, and you're good to go. Like, no, I'm, I 
Okay, I've never had a doctor explain it to me as like Swiss cheese, so our brains will never not have those holes. Is that what you're saying? It's basically what it is, yeah. You cannot cure, there's no cure for depression or anxiety from what I remember. There's no, you can subside it, you can hide it, but it's always a thing that you will always have in some way. So when I was on the pill, like uh, antidepressants, I would still have depressive moments and yeah. I asked her I said is this normal and she's like yeah you can't get rid of depression you're just making yeah. it enough she's like and but then she's like would you like a pill for that and I was like you want me to take a pill for the time that I this antidepressant pill doesn't work so I take another anti-antidepressant for this and <laughs> I was like I just want to know if this is normal so I can I just want to be happy yeah so yeah there's it- no it's never gonna be okay for you and I we just yeah. have to figure out ways to get through it you know whether it's like I said you know, I, I exercise that helps me. I mm. have pushed everyone out of my life that I think is shit. And honestly, yeah. like, and like, I love Gerard, but let's say something happened one day and he was, you know, we drifted apart and we, he doesn't bring anything to the table or he does something that just completely changes my whole perspective of him as a person. I'd push him out. I wouldn't care that we were friends for this long. I'd just be like, no, you're, you don't serve a purpose to me. So if it's negative, I get it the fuck out. I think that's something that, that I know that's something that I have really, we were literally just talking about this. Like you could fucking shit on me 10 times and I'll apologize to you and take you back as a friend. <laughs> yeah. And I, I used to be that way, but now I'm not like that's after my, like that was my biggest thing is I have to put a positive in my life. Yeah. So it has to be, it just has to be that way. So I do everything I can to make sure like it's going back to like controlling my life. I mm-hmm. control everything that happens in it to a certain extent. And one of that is like people in my life or taking care of myself. So like I eat better and I, right. you know, I work out or I go for walks or I try and talk to people, you know, and I don't think I need a hundred friends, you know, to be happier. I, I don't have, even want a hundred friends. God, that's too much. So like I do yeah. what I have to, to be healthy, but like I said, I still have, I will still always have moments where it'll happen and I especially yeah and I don't take medicine so it will for sure happen but it's very rare if ever that I actually hit a dark place anymore unless my anxiety is high once anxiety hits yeah like imagine if you just died right now and is your depression linked to your anxiety uh um I get how would you say that like my like my my doctor told me so I have a diagnosis of depression but that like the anxiety is not a separate depression like my anxiety stems from my depression yeah yeah so, so like, that's but that's where I have levels of it so like I said if yeah. I start thinking about death I know that my life is a little bit out of control you're, you're about to spiral yeah that it's am I there's too much bad happening right now that I can't because the anxiety happens and I'm like, Oh, I'm fine. I can talk myself out of it. But Mm -hmm. then I'll start thinking about like, I'll sit there and stare at Hunter and I do this where I stare at him and I'm like, there's one day that I'm not going to see that smiling face. Like I'll cry now talking about it. And it's weird. And it's very, it's, it's very disturbing, but I don't know how to get out of that. And then Mm -hmm. I sit there and I'm like, what's going on with my life right now where this is controlling it. And then I'm like, like right now, like I know Maya's going through a lot with school it's a lot of pressure. I mean, she's totally like, it's fine. Whatever fucking happens. Like, she's like, mom, I'm not taking it hard. You are. <laughs> and I'm like, like she got, so today she got like a 76 on her science final. And I like, she's inside, like that's almost to be. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, mom, it'll probably curve to an 80. And then she went upstairs and she's like, hey, the new season of Riverdale's out. And I'm sitting there still like, 
A 76. <laughs> what does that do for average what is her percentage now oh my god is she, you know and it's like i i'm so i know my anxiety is stemmed right now just purely because of sister yeah she is taking me through a shit storm right now for a lot of other things like we talked about gerard and her phone mm-hmm. so she's been the stem of my anxiety and stress which then yeah it's basically and then i start thinking about those thoughts but i i'll wake up at like three in the morning and i'm like I'm going to die and I'm not going to see Zach's face one day. <gasps> and then oh, I go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, get a That's fucking a- life. <laughs> get a grip. It's just, it's just bad. It sucks. Yeah. It's, not, it's a really bad thing to have. And I never wish it upon anyone ever. Like, it's just My- so nice. Like, I'm so envious of like Zach who lives through life. Like, yeah cool <laughs> like, like if i i feel like i don't get anxiety about like th- like doing bad on something or something not going right like those things i could deal with but it's like i get anxious about like oh i said this and maybe they're mad and we're not gonna be friends anymore like no i've been friends with you for 11 years we're still gonna be friends like with so, hunter i remember you were like you texted me yeah look, like, I, was, I had anxiety about yeah. he, is he four or five <laughs> I remember you're like, does he still like me? And I was like, yeah, absolutely, man. Like, did you know, like he got, he wanted to say his S is the regular way and I was trying to change him. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but it's like, you know, but that's why like I told you, like, he, no, he's, he's playing, like, he's playing he's mind kind, right now. He's, he's a kind hearted boy. Yeah, he like super bees loving you. He super bees loving the classes. He's already yeah. talking about like, you know, Beck Bro Jack on Minecraft and building like me a new home with a big mood on bitch, and so should you. I'm like, so you're gonna be okay, but like, I knew when you see and you texted, I was like, oh no, Alyssa's in, a, she's in stuck mode right now. She's spiraling. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I was literally like, no, it's okay. It's <laughs> fine. I'm so <laughs> like, literally, so like things like that. But I think I'm getting a grip on life. I've, you, like, some, I feel like. I'm realizing, oh, like, I can't, like, expect, like, these things that, like, these, like, whatever, like, big changes are going to make me happy. Like, I have, figuring out, like, I need to, like, make myself happy on the inside first. Like, it doesn't matter how I look. It doesn't matter if I have, if I'm in a relationship, not in a relationship. Like, if I'm not happy, nothing's going to, like, graduating from college, studying abroad, none of those things are going to seem fun or exciting if I'm not, like, dealing with my problems, actually. Yeah. And... Gerard, Gerard helps with that. I'm glad you have him. I just don't, I don't, and I don't mean it in a weird, in like a mean way. I just don't see him as somebody who could, who could relate to my level because yeah. I'm like so many years older than you guys. Yeah. So like my problems, I recognize that Gerard really can't help me with. He's not going to have any yeah, he's advice. Not gonna have to put into it. So I don't mm-hmm. put that kind of burden on him. If I want to talk crap about Zach, like all day, every day, like you know, <laughs> like, no, literally, you're yeah. not, you're not gonna guess what the fuck Zach just did. Yeah, <laughs> but he, it's his brother, so I under, I know that he understands. I say this from a place of frustration. I not, yeah. I love Zach. You know, I'm, you know, I'm very in love with him. I don't plan on leaving him. Yeah, I saw you guys kissing through a mask on IG. That was really romantic. Well, he's like, why do we have to take this shit? And I was like, just do it. <laughs> it wasn't it's a sexy. Yeah, like it <laughs> he got his coffee. The coffee crisis is over. Yes. But, um, I get. I wanted to know, like, I wanted to get, like Gerard's perspective or thoughts on everything because yeah. we've been talking the whole time. So, like, I forgot you were here, Gerard. 
Hold on, Francisco's, ma Francisco's making a lot of noise right now. <laughs> can you please, bitch? I can't even hear my own thoughts over Francisco right now. I think why he muted it. <laughs> oh my god, I can see he's a bitch. <laughs> look at his fingers. He's just looking. He's, he's he's scheming. Yeah, he is. He's, he's plotting some shit. He fucking. I will literally beat your ass. Putting <laughs> that on recording too. Anyways, I think to your point, Bianca, I think what makes me not help but relate to Alyssa's problems or issues, let's say, more is because like I was there or like I was around when those were happening and like I was made aware when most of the stuff was happening. Yeah. To an extent. Like maybe I wasn't told like the severity of it, but like when the stuff was happening to you that that is like linked to your anxiety and or depression, like that was like way before we knew each other. And you, I mean, how, how are you supposed to, you know, you had a, like a loving family, you know, like a good support system from like all levels. Yeah. How are you supposed to help me in any way? You can't, you couldn't. And that's just, you know, you're not, you didn't have a kid at a young age. You didn't have an unloving mom. You didn't have drug or alcohol abuse problems. You know what I mean? Like there was none of that for you. So I already recognize that I couldn't get that from you, but there's everything else in life. I can go to you for, but that stuff I have to go to Zach for. And I mean, he hasn't gone through it, but again, you know, he, he's just, he's my support, you know, yeah. like I look to him for that kind of stuff. And, you know, he's, oh, he's your husband. Some might say, <laughs> some might say, you know, take it for what he's you your partner. I mean, I he's, think I, I think I have problems <laughs> that I need to like talk to someone about. Like I no, have you do. Like, I have like internal problems. Body image uh, issues. Well, yeah. I have like, internal problems about like my mom and my relationship that I need to talk to someone about that I really haven't made aware to her. You do actually, but because we uh, joke about that, and yeah, a lot. I'm like, that's some real shit though. And like some stuff that I think about that I did when I was younger, it's like I don't know if that's linked to like depression, but like I remember when I was younger, I would like write notes like on my bedroom door, like vote yes or no if you want me to kill myself or like vote yes or no if you want me to die like i <clears throat> i remember writing that and like leaving Who it are you writing these notes to literally to like my family for my family to vote and i would like leave them on my bedroom door and i was doing this when i was in like i want to say it probably stopped when i was in like fourth or fifth grade but i would like put that on my bed and then i would like tape it to my bedroom door but that's and what you need to be like what's going on yeah huh? but you need to recognize that as like is that you wanting attention not like in a bad way but are you not getting the kind of attention that you think you should have are you comparing yourself to some other ideal you know what i mean like there's so many different spectrums no, at that time i think i got the attention i need i don't know what i think maybe it was because like maybe then i was like realizing stuff about like my sexuality or something i was getting picked on at school for it and so like maybe that was a result but i think that it had nothing to do with my family life i don't think my family life issues like occurred until i was like older in high school like, I just don't, this isn't fair to, like, say it on here, but, like, I just don't think that I received, like, the. I know what you're going to say. The relationship with your mom wasn't what you needed in a relationship with your mom? In the same way that I feel like my brothers had yeah, it with my mom. Have. But I don't know if it's yeah. because of, because of who I am. Like, if in high school, like, if my mom did something that would upset me, I would say something like, you upset me. But if, yeah. if that same thing happened with my other two brothers, they wouldn't say anything to her. 
Right. So like I'm. It's almost kind of like you have middle child syndrome, but you're the baby. No, I feel that way entirely, and I. Yeah. Like I wrote a letter to my mom in high school, like saying like about unfair, like how things that were happening, like I felt were unfair, and she has told me like she thought like I hated her in high school, but it's just like I. I didn't feel like I got from her what my other brothers did. So it like caused like this tension between us. And I think it also just had to do with like being in high school because now I feel like we have, as soon as I moved out, we have like a much better relationship now. And like, especially living in LA, we talk like, I feel like we talk at least two to three times a week, even if it's just like a four or five minute phone call, like two minutes, whatever. But like, we're still in, we're, we still talk more, but like, there's definitely issues there that I need to like, worked through yeah and my my mom is like me like if it's like initially you have like this kind of like cold exterior so like I don't really know how to like come at her with it without sounding like attacking because it's I mean I'm not like upset about it now but it's just like I don't know but I don't know if that's depression linked or anxiety linked or if it's just like some sort of like trauma yeah I think that's just I wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't say it's anxiety or depression. I would say it would just be relationship, you know, the basis of how you were raised in that house with, in, in relation to your relationship with your mom and how you perceived that that's like a lack of communication. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's like, is he green for you? Yeah. Okay. Um, you're green, Gerard. I wonder, I have, like, perfect, I have, like, perfect, uh... Is my stuff? Mine's good, too. But, like, like you said, but, like, you said your mom, you know, like, you don't know how to approach your mom with anything, and maybe the ways that you did approach her weren't effective in her eyes, or, you know, she didn't know how to handle it because you wrote a letter, and then there was no room to respond or anywhere. So what you feel and what she feels have now just become you know, pushed to the, the back. And now here you are, like you said, years later, and you guys are in a good spot. But is it something that you're still sitting on? Because you still, I mean, you're still going to feel that way, because it doesn't, you know, it hasn't really changed. Yeah, and like, what made it, I don't want to say solidified, like my feelings about it. But like, I feel when I was like, going through all that stuff, like outside people would tell me like, they could see how my mom was with me as opposed to how she was with my two other siblings. And I don't know, like, if it was negative or positive, but there's, like, there's definitely a, a difference in the way she is with me as opposed to how she is with them. Yeah, I think that's just a lack of, <clears throat> that's just something that, like, if you so do choose you, to have. Do you ever think, like, because your brothers are, like, a little bit more warm than you are? Like, how Nathaniel treats but her? Like, I, like, when I, like, see my mom, like, I hug her. Like, we're very, like, my family just grew up, like, very touchy-feely. And, yeah. like, I, like. If I see my mom, like, I'll give her a hug. I tell her I love her. It's just, I, yeah. I think it just comes down to, like, I am more confrontational in a sense. Like, I'll tell people, like, I'll tell, especially with my mom, I'll tell her, like, if you said something that I didn't like or if you did something that I didn't like in high school, I would tell her. Like, it upset me. Or, like, if, mm-hmm. there, if there's, like, here's a perfect example. We were taking family pictures a couple years ago, and it wasn't working out. Like, everything was going wrong. Nothing was working out how it was supposed to. Nathaniel didn't want to tell her that it that we should postpone it and I knew Zach wasn't going to say it so I didn't even like bring it to Zach's attention so I just said 
hey, we shouldn't take the photos. Like, I know we put a lot of time into this, but like, we just shouldn't take it because it just doesn't make sense. Like, I know this is the only time we're going to be together, but the fa- the pictures aren't just, they're not going to work. And then it caused like, and then like, she kind of got upset with me about it. But like, it, it had to be said, but no one was going to say it. So I was going to say it. So now I look like the bad guy, even though everybody else felt the same way. They just don't want to say it to her, but I don't have a problem saying it, which I think just like in turn relates back to that, like, maybe our relationship is a little more rocky because I'm, I'm okay with saying things that need to be said. Uh, yeah. You're just the only person that goes and says anything. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that you just say it how it is. I'm not saying it to like ruffle feathers, but I'm just saying yeah. like, it needs to be said. And if you're not going to do it and I know you're not going to do it, I guess I'm going to do it. And I do remember like that. I remember those are the pictures that we last took and I remember. I, it and it. they were shitty. Like we don't, and, but, the, but that's not even just you to your mom. Like just, maybe saying something that other people don't want to say i feel like you just say it how it is to everybody and like may- you're being a stupid bitch you're like and then yeah maybe like what bianca said just a communication thing where like maybe my mom yeah. is, my mom can't respond in the same way that others can respond or it's not as easy for her to respond to those kinds of things which again it's just like Bianca's a communication thing yeah but like that's like the only thing like that's the only like mental I don't even want to say mental but like instability that I have emotional thing yeah but it's and then I think also it's hard for people who are um who don't have mental struggle to relate or to try to like understand what people with mental struggles go through because like what Bianca said earlier like it's kind of like out of sight out of mind like if I don't know what it feels like I can't try to understand what it feels like but you know how like there's like depression commercials like check on your strong friends Check on your funniest friend. Like, I don't think I want to be checked on. But yeah, that's what I said. Like before, like don't come to us. Like if yeah. you know, like from this point on, you know that you already know that we have issues. Like if I get a text from you randomly one day, like on a Tuesday at three, and you're like, "Hey, are you okay?" I'm <laughs> which, not that day. Which I'm, I would, yeah. I would never even do. Right. That's what I mean. It's like it's fucking weird. It's pointless. Yeah. And yeah, I'm fine today. Like you said, Alyssa. Like if I'm struggling, I'm gonna fucking come to you. Yeah. I'm not like if it's something that I could talk about. Yeah. I'm gonna if it's something that I wanna work through myself, then I'll do that. Yeah, but it's like if I have if I'm at a point where like I wanna reach out to you, you know, then yeah, I'm not doing okay. And I most days I probably don't reach out to you and I'm not okay, but we don't have to like you know, like that's like me telling Lola every time I see her she's missing an arm. (laughs) Yeah, that I I, it literally just be like (laughs) like she's like any problem that anybody has right i know you don't have to tell me i'm missing an arm like if she could talk to me that's probably why she meows at me so loud because she's like you're a dumb human bitch just talking about my nub but you wouldn't text someone like are you eating today yeah it's just a weird thing like you're just you're just pointing it out like right it all goes to if i need help i'll go to you i will there are times where i'm i do need help and i'm not coming to you but there's nothing we can do about it because I'm not ready to yeah, have help. I just have to sit here in my dark, 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 deathy hole. <laughs> Until I'm ready to climb out. <laughs> Until I can do this myself. And, and I feel like, like, you, like you tell me like, you'll tell me like a week or like a couple days after it happens, you'll be like, yeah, these last couple, the last couple days were shitty. Bianca does? Yeah, like she'll like say like, like it'll be like the I don't want to say episode, but the episode will be over already, and then she'll like talk, she'll tell me about like a couple days. It's a wave. Yeah, it's a wave. Yeah, and it's true. Like I'll I'll kind of just disappear, and I'll go through like massive shit. But then when I go to Gerard about it, my thoughts are already like 
not jumbled up. I'm more like You're ready to talk about it. Yeah. So then I can kind of come to him with like, this is what happened. These are the facts. So I'm more mad versus like anxious about it. What do I do, Gerard? You call I think I call you in the midst of it. Literally, literally, as soon as the anxiety hits, you're like calling me crying. But then look at me cry, like watch me cry, cry with me. <laughs> she like <laughs> she's already calling you right now while you're on the podcast. She like goes on live, and I'm the only person watching. <laughs> Gerard, it's only for Gerard. Close friends list is just me. Yeah, but it's so it's so good, Alyssa, that you have that in Gerard because and like and it's not even just that I like dump my fucking depression. Yeah, or anxiety. Just have it. like anything like happy, sad, funny. I'm calling Gerard. Like there's it's maybe an unhealthy no boundary like when i had needed help he's like wiped my butt before like yeah oh there's yeah. no boundary but i don't think that was like a bad thing i think it's just like a yeah so like people to like allow, allowed us to become closer and like the way yeah, that but like, like i i don't i don't feel like there's oh this like i can't come to gerard with this yeah. yeah like there's nothing that i feel like i can't go to him for i hope he knows this i always like whenever i dump something on him like and if you ever <laughs> <laughs> like I'm here. <laughs> Thank you for my two hours of free sesh. But just yeah, know, this can be reciprocated if you ever need me. And then I like I'll dump it on you, and I don't really want to talk about it later. Like, like if we like literally, if you like, so let's just say that something happened like a week ago. You dumped it on me right when it happened, and then like a couple of days, I asked you like what came of it, like because it's a joke already. Yeah, and like I said, so like what happened with what happened two days ago, and then you'll tell me, but yeah. then it kind of ends there. It doesn't like go. It's not like dragged I'm, on. Yeah, I'm like not asking you to like dive deep into like the emotional state that you're currently in. It's just like, did you find a solve? So I'd like to point out that yes, I'm an emotional bitch, but I'm also a chill bitch because I could get over it. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> Two days later, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a yeah. It's like we don't want to relive it anyway, right? Yeah. Why do we have to? Like I, I already like thought about this and stressed over this like way too much. Like every like, time Zach brings up west now a virus i get mad now i'm like okay like we fucking gave that it so 2012. it was so fucking crazy like all right already <laughs> yeah like, i always have to sit there and like i feel like i have to prove myself like i've come a long a long way <laughs> i am on cbd oil and i take melatonin to sleep and i might have had a little bout of an episode two days ago because maya went crazy the point is i'm in a much zenny place today. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "Look at this mosquito landing on me right now." Of course, I. <laughs> this is my pet mosquito now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I've grown, bitch. So it's yeah. like I know he brings it up as a joking thing, but there's some things that I don't want to relive. I don't want to talk about that. Like one thing I don't want to relive is Gerard moving to LA. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Ever. Well, I only saw you that morning when we left. That was. But then, like, even when I went to go visit him, can you tell her how I was silently <laughs> crying in the back seat? It's, like, funny now. But it wasn't... And, like, now it's hilarious. It's, <laughs> like, like, not normal. She came for, like, an extended weekend, and she, like, just hung out with me and Francisco. We just, like, went all over L.A. doing whatever the fuck. And then we're driving back, and, like... Nor- we're laughing. Yeah, literally, seconds before we were laughing. And for, like, there was, like... A, I got quiet. There was a running joke, because Alyssa would, like, all of a sudden be like... Like, be, like, whispering to herself. I was, yeah. And so Francisco's like, are you saying spells? And then so we just, like, happened to drive by, like, a psychic reading house. And I was like, Alyssa, look, are you going to go do spells? And no response. And I looked back, and she's literally just, like, <laughs> she's literally just, like, 
hand like under her chin, just looking out of the window, silently crying. And she just like <laughs> she just like motioned at me to turn around. <laughs> and I was like, "What happened two seconds ago? We were just like laughing. on the way to the airport. Like we just had dinner, had a great time." <laughs> <laughs> you're like you like relish every moment as i say you like really feel like, like that's yeah you, like you feel like good mm-hmm. goods and like bad yeah bad bads like, yeah that's, that's obviously like so it was that's a why it was a trigger bad. when francisco mentioned my manic energy i'm like wait <laughs> was i manic i do have high highs and low lows <laughs> <laughs> well it's, I feel like it's gotten much better. Like, I'm aware of my issues. I'm or I'm working towards working on them, right, Gerard? Okay, not to sound cliche or dumb, but after we did that reading, it was like so on point, and I felt like we read things about you that like felt very like I don't know if poignant is the word, but like very like on point True. for you yeah and it was like oh like it literally made me feel like because i remember when my dad was like she used to like light walk in the room and light up the whole room and da-da-da. i'm like yeah literally i haven't shined bright in so long i'm ready to shine hey hunty you need to do my my stuff then so i can hear it yeah whenever you're i just need your your birth chart what do you I mean can, like i need to know your co-star I need you, I can like text you the website and it like, well, it'll provide your birth chart entirely and like the planets and the houses that they're in and then I could read it for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, do that. But if you're not ready to hear all of that, it was really heavy for me. The next day, yesterday I was driving to my friend's house in the morning and I was like teary-eyed because I'm like, oh, I love Gerard so much. And I called him like, hey, I just wanted to let you know I'm crying. I was crying right now because I love you so much, but you're still a little bitch. <laughs> Literally, that's word for word what she said. <laughs> He's like, what happened? <laughs> what do you want, baby? I just wanted something, a snack downstairs. Then have sister get you a snack downstairs. Get him whatever he wants. Except for a banana. <laughs> Wait, have Maybe have a yogurt? Yeah, why not? Yeah, there's... Yeah, why, <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> there's vanilla yogurt back there. Okay. I hate him. Why don't you have yogurt? Yeah, why not? He does it all the time. Maybe a chewy bar? Have yogurt. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Isn't he the best? He is. I might cry later because Hunter's so cute. Who knows? (laughs) I just love him. I hate thinking about him growing up. It makes me really just sad inside. It's the worst feeling in the world, by the way. Because he's like, he's so pure. It'd be different if he was like a shitty kid and you're like, I need you to go to school. Like, you're like Get the f- you're crazy in this house, but he's just like so pure. He just like wants to love on you. Like he he like is so considerate of people's feelings. Like he'll give me a glass of water, Zach water, my water, and then he'll go by every one of us and ask if we drink it. And then he'll ask how was it? If it was good? If it was cold? Did it taste good? You're raising a sweet boy. And then like when he leaves, he's like. Before, like, he gets out of the room, he's like, I'm going to go play video games. But if you need anything or you need a hug or a kiss, just let me know. And then I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I need one right now. <laughs> right now, turn around. So then he hugs and like, kisses me and he's like, okay, if you need anything else, let me know. And I'm like, but you're five. Let me I'm going to go be a gamer boy, mom. Yeah, like, let me know if you need anything as your mother. Like, I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I have a request that I was just thinking of. Like a song? Because this isn't, like, a DJ thing. No, um, I want Gerard to cut out the part where I said... 
you need to be a little inconspicuous, whatever that word is. Yeah. The, the one that your daughter followed on Instagram and I was ready to throw hands with like your 12 year old daughter. <laughs> that. <laughs> is she still or did we fix no, that i don't know but even like to this day i'm like gerard you wait will, will it get deleted from i can not i can cut all this out okay so any other final thoughts um i know that we laughed a lot about it yeah but it is a very serious thing it is very hard and um hopefully you guys hearing this can kind of shed some like reality reality light on it um, you know, yeah, we can joke about it later, but we can joke about it on our own terms, you know, don't necessarily seek us out, but please don't use the generic terms. Um, it's going to be okay. Get over what it. What are you, what are you sad? What do you have to be sad about? Yeah, it's fine. Today's a happy day. Um, just get out of bed, just get over it, move on. Um, if you say any of those sentences, it gives us the absolute right to smack you in the fucking face. It makes me rage. Yeah, like it definitely pushes this button in me where I'm like, you're the most useless person ever. So if you don't know how to help somebody who has mental illness, either ask them how that you can help them. What are ways that what, what can you do as someone from the outside to properly help them with their specific needs instead of assuming that you can be that person so that they can that you can be that person that they need from that point on. Like I said, I had to work with Zach on how to really work like address the situation so if i call him or if i text i need you and he's at work i get a call within a minute mm-hmm. it's instantly that's all i need to say and he'll literally say do i need to come home like do i need to come home for you and he's there if i need him so like he knows how to properly do it but please don't ask you know or say like don't, yeah and also that it gets better like yes looking back on like lot when was it that you moved two septembers ago yeah i think it's gonna be three years this year or like i didn't think that there was climbing out of that depressive hole two years this year but yeah sorry yeah like now it's funny you deal with it and like i didn't even know i didn't even know it was as bad as it was yeah but like i've recently like apologized to a friend like i'm sorry that i've been like i like literally felt like i only had the capacity like i was dealing with so much stuff myself to be a good friend to two people like, I'm sorry that I was not the friend that you needed, but I'm feeling better now, and I could be a good friend to you now. That was so, nice. Yeah. Like, I feel like my when I lived with my roommate, Devin, like, I was not, like, I could have been such a good, better friend for her, or, but then I was just, like, going through my own shit, but, like, now we, like, still talk and have a good relationship, and it gets better. Yeah, so it's, yeah, we're fine, and we're not. Like, Talk to me in like a couple of weeks when quarantine's over. Like anything makes me cry right now. <laughs> I stubbed my toe. I could cry, but that's just like going stir crazy. Yeah, I haven't reacted to the quarantine like I thought I would. But again, I'm really working on how not to like be a leech and parasite to that kind of drama. Yeah, I've- like my fa- my family was like World War Three because they wanted to make a cake and I wanted there to be only healthy food in the house. <laughs> like I literally started a war. That's not, that's, that's not an exaggeration. And then like a couple of days later, I'm like, that's not okay. <laughs> like with literally everybody, at, we were all eating together and I like the, a couple of days later, I like, apologized to my sister's girlfriend because I like have never fought with her before. I'm like, so sorry about the other day she's like well we're actually real sisters now because we got in the fight yeah like initiation into your life 
<laughs> I'll never try to make a cake in front of you again. <laughs> she's going to have like PTSD with cake. Like, putting the flour and the eggs in and she's like, I can't. I can't. And you would think it was like a one day thing, but then I saw them the next day and like ignored them and stayed in my room. Like I was pissed about this cake. Okay, so um, yeah, well, that was a good. That was good. Thank you so much, Alyssa, for yeah, really just you. putting. Thanks for having me. There. If my introduction's too weird, let me know. Yeah, I, I just re- you don't get to re-record. We just oh fuck! Yeah. I, I remembered I squeaked my name. I squealed my name. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Let me do the closing real quick, and then we'll okay. um, <clears throat> clear my throat. Um, thank you for listening to our podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram at bicoastalpod. That is all one word. Our personal accounts are not your cup of b n o t y o u r c u p o f b e e e e. And I am, like I said, I am not public or not private anymore um so now i guess i have somebody who followed me who i didn't like my first i don't know who you are person to follow me and I, a subscriber i didn't like it i don't know i didn't i just I like, didn't it, like it. it was like who is this and then we had dr stone is a mutual friend of ours like my doctor in phoenix uh-huh your naturopath yeah so i was just like yeah i don't know how i feel about this so i'll probably go back to being private but anyway I don't know if I want to share my recipes with this rando. No, my, um, uh, excuse me. Your actual account? No, my actual account. Touch a vegan I never talk about. Uh, excuse me. Wow. We're going to have to figure out a way to just keep that. <laughs> What's your personal account, Gerard? Um, I'm at JDL at J-A-E dot D-E-E dot E-L-L. And don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe. Um, Wait. And, and I'm at. If you want to share your Instagram. <laughs> Do you want to share your Instagram? No, that's another anxiety, but that's for another day of social (laughs) media anxiety. I told Gerard that once I want that to be one of our topics of like social media and how it's um, changed, contributed, or affects life today, this generation. How posting a picture will set me over the edge where I have to put my phone away. Yeah, literally. That's a big thing. So thank you so much for everybody for listening. Again, um, if you or you know somebody who suffers from mental health or you think that somebody is suffering from any form of anxiety or depression, um, please let them know that you're there for them. Please assist them in seeking help. Do not belittle it. Do not um, make it less than it is. It is a very real problem. It's a hard and scary problem. And we're just trying to make it each day through and through, minute by minute, second by second. So if you see someone who's manic or crazy, do forgive them instantly. It's their <laughs> fault. <laughs> they will apologize about 24 to 48 hours later. Um, and that's real. And they feel worse about it than you than do. you do. Yeah, they are <laughs> then now beating themselves up for how they reacted for something they can't take away. Like it's just set in stone in life and memory now. So again, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Alyssa, for being our thank guest you. on this episode. It was a lot of fun. And until next time, oh, there is a chance we might not be going through next episode. Gerard's going to be out of town. So to be determined, we'll let you know. If we post it, then you know. If we don't, he's busy having a life. But other than that, until next time, bye. Bye.